If you've got your Bibles this morning, I want to ask you to turn with me to the book of Psalms. The book of Songs. Psalm 103. When I was in the Marine Corps, we had this saying, and they still have this saying. I guess it'll go on till there's no more Marine Corps, but that saying is Semper Fidelis. It's Latin for always faithful. I was thinking about that because just over the w- a week ago was the Marine Corps uh, birthday on November the 10th. I opened up my Bible and I read Psalm 103 and that same thought came to my mind, those Latin words, except changed just a little bit. Uh, the word that came to my mind was sem- semper gracious, always thankful. You see, just a few short days, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving. We talked about the origins of that last Sunday night, President Lincoln signing it and making it a national holiday. It's been a vital part ever since of our national life. Uh, I've always wondered, um, well, Shane and I were listening to a, a podcast, A Man Speaking, uh, and he was talking to this atheist. Her name was Susan Blackmore. She's a professor and a, a, a public speaker. And basically what he was telling her is she may claim to be an atheist, but she lives her life as if there is a God. Uh, she said everything is meaningless, but she had written a book. Well, if everything is meaningless, why in the world would you write a book? to try to teach somebody some type of meaning. But he asked her about all that Western civilization had given her, the Judeo-Christian values that we hold so dear that's literally so ingrained in us that they become part of our genetic uh, makeup, the sovereignty of the individual, uh, that we all have the image of God, the Logos in us. uh, And through that we can express rightly who God is and who we are and come into a right relationship with Him through the uh, Lord Jesus Christ. But he asked her when she was talking about, when he asked her that, he said something like this, uh, knowing that you've uh, experienced all these benefits, what do you think about that? And she said, well, I'm grateful. And I want to be a person who gives thanks for all the blessings I've received. And he said, grateful to what? If it's all meaningless and there's no God. You see, to show true gratitude, there must be an object of our thanksgiving. And oftentimes, when we think about thanksgiving, it's about us. But actually, thanksgiving is about the object of our thanksgiving. The God of heaven who created us. The God of heaven who showed Himself to us in that creation. But not only that, but most of all, the God of heaven who showed Himself to us in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's more about the object of our thankfulness, the object of our gratitude, than even the gratitude itself. The Bible tells us that we should always have an attitude of thankfulness. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, the Bible says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In America, 
if there's one problem above all others, I believe, that transcends political parties, ideologies, belief systems, and worldviews, it's that problem of gratitude or lack thereof. You see people out protesting in the streets wearing their $100 tennis shoes, driving their Lexuses, talking on their iPhones, making calls on that expensive cell uh, plan that they have, going home and living in a good home, eating good food, and yet protesting because we've got it so rough. The poorest people in America live better than most of the top 99% of the people in the world today. And if you live in America, you're in the top 0.1% of 1% of all people who have ever lived in the history of the world according or uh, as it pertains to our riches and our wealth and all God has blessed us with. We ought to be thankful that we live in this country, that we live in this time, that we get together with this people to worship God. And so many of us, there's so many complaints on our mouth, on our lips, in our heart, that we don't have time to praise the Lord. Well, the Bible gives us a good book to help us learn how to praise God. It's called the Psalms, the songs. Songs of praise, songs of thanksgiving. And it teaches us how to express our thanksgiving to God. As we look and read it, Psalm 103 one of the first things we notice is there's not a word of complaint in the whole psalm. It's all about thanking God for who He is. Psalm 103, beginning at verse 1, the Bible records these words, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. I want us, as we approach Thanksgiving for just a few minutes, to talk about that semper gratias. Always thankful. I want to be very careful as we do this. I realize over the last year or two, I've buried a lot of folks. There's people sitting in here this morning that are without a spouse that you spent decades loving. And that person became one with you and they're not sitting beside of you this morning. There's people here this morning that are dealing with diseases of the body. That without a miracle from God could very easily be deadly and could cause great suffering in the process. There's people here this morning Relationships have been ripped apart and in so doing your heart ripped with that relationship. 
There's people here this morning, though we live in a nation that's been so richly blessed, that you're wondering, how am I going to pay the power bill? It's getting cold. How am I going to pay those doctor bills that are mounting up and getting bigger and bigger uh, and more expensive every single day? So I want to be very careful and understand and realize that there's problems all over this building. Life is full of tragedy. But I believe this psalm this morning is one of those universal songs of thanksgiving that regardless of where we are, regardless of the circumstance that we're in, regardless of what may or may not be going on in our life at this present moment, it gives us at least three reasons why this thanksgiving today, as we gather together, we have reasons to be thankful. Reason number one, we can thank God for who He is. Look what the Bible says there in uh, uh, verse number one. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. The psalmist begins by talking to himself. He's saying to himself, Hey, soul, I want to be thankful and grateful unto God. Why? Because of who He is. Bless His holy name. Now the holy name of the Lord expresses everything. Who is God? Well, the Bible says that He's holy, perfect in all of His ways. And regardless of where we stand this morning, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of what may be going on in our lives today, it does not change the fact that God is holy and He's here with His people this morning. And, and, And that same God that is holy became flesh and dwelt among us sinful men and humbled himself and became a man and being found in the fashion of a man. Listen, he didn't think it was robbery to be equal with God. Oh, no, no, no. He was equal with God, but he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now listen to this. Therefore God, because he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. God fulfilled the mission that from eternity past He had set out for Himself to do, became flesh and dwelt among us. And because He became obedient unto death, the death of the cross, therefore God hath highly exalted Him, and given Him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knees should bow and tongues should confess those things in heaven and those things in earth and under the earth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We can thank God this morning regardless of our circumstances. Listen, your world may be crumbling. You may not know how you're going to pay the power bill. There may be tears flowing down your face this morning because you're sitting in this sanctuary alone where there was a loved one beside you last year or the year before. You may have a child that was rebellious and don't want anything whatsoever to do with the house of God. And you want so much for that child to be saved and start living right and bringing glory to God. And those things are in your heart this morning, but I want to tell you something, Christian. We can be thankful because God's on the throne and He's holy this morning. I think of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter number 6, 
I mean, King Uzziah had just died and they'd been big buddies and they'd been the rock of the nation of Israel for so long and things had been stable while he was on the throne and Isaiah was able to fulfill his priestly duties while Uzziah was on the throne and now he was dead and things were uncertain and the Assyrian army was massing up there on the northern border getting ready to come down and, and, and attack them and Isaiah said, oh, I listen... In the year that King Uzziah died, I, things were pretty rough and I didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring. And I, I, You know, you got the Assyrian army up here and next thing you know, we might be living in famine or we might be living in bondage down here in Israel. But he said something like this, I decided to go to the temple. Now I'm paraphrasing, preacher, but I'm, I'm getting there pretty close to what the book says. You can turn over to Isaiah. See, he said, I, I decided to go to the temple and I walked into the temple and guess what I saw? There I saw the Lord God Almighty and His train filled the temple and you know what the, there was angels around him and you know what they were saying holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty and I want to tell you something this morning church it doesn't matter where we are this morning God is holy and he's on the throne and that's something we can be thankful for this morning holy 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to Thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty. You take it, Terry. God in three persons.
this morning because He's holy. And it doesn't matter where we're at or what our circumstances may be, but not only can we praise Him, thank Him for who He is. No matter where we are, we can be thankful this morning for what He does. Look what the Bible says here in verse number 2 and following. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. You've heard me tell the story so many times about Shane receiving the phone call there at home, and it was her boss, and she said, I need you to have Shane call me. And I said, well, I'm doing something right now. I'll get uh, have her call you in just a minute. And I'd no more laid that phone back down, and I'd forgot about it. Why? Because I didn't care enough to remember. The Bible says here that we're to forget not all His benefits. And we've got to be careful that we care enough not to forget the benefits of God. We can be thankful this morning for what He does. If we're not careful, we can be forgetful. We can thank the Lord this morning for saving us from our sins. We can be thankful for what He does. Look what the Bible says. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. We can thank God this morning for what He does. What does He do? He saves us from our sin. Now listen, pretty much everybody in this room this morning ain't nearly, ain't nearly as important as we think we are. But I want to share something with you this morning. Pretty much everybody in this room this morning is far, far more important than you think you are. How important are you? You're important that God died on the cross so that you could be brought into a relationship with Him. Listen, most of us wouldn't drive across town to have a relationship with somebody. But God left the throne of heaven, came to this earth, lived a perfect life in a sin-cursed world and hung on a tree so that we could be brought into a relationship with Him. What does God do? He saves sinners this morning and we can be thankful for that no matter what or where. We find ourselves right now. He heals all thy diseases. Listen, you've heard me talk about it. I've seen God do amazing things as it pertains to healing. I believe God could take somebody that's got their arm cut off this morning, lay them down on a table and attach that arm, and that thing worked just as good as it ever did. But God doesn't always heal everybody physically. But I want to say something this morning. It says here that He heals all thy diseases. Now, what exactly does that mean? Well, it means something far better than physical healing because no matter how many times God heals me on this side of eternity, I'm going to get sick again. Even if it's not anything other than old age, it's going to catch up with me one day. But one of these days, the Bible says I'm going to lay this old tent, this old tabernacle down, and they're going to put Keith Rose in the ground somewhere, and they're going to cover me up with dirt, or they're going to burn me and put me in a lockbox or something like that. But there's coming a day the Bible says that the, uh, the angels, the trump's going to blow. And listen, it says the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain, well, that ain't me, I'm already dead. But if you're still alive, hey, you're going to be caught up together with those that have been raised from the grave. And you're going to meet them and the Lord in the air. What does that mean? That means that those that are dead in Christ, that body that's laying in the ground is going to be brought back up out of the grave. That spirit that's with the Lord is going to come back this way. And the two are going to meet and they're going to come back together. And they'll never, ever get old or get sick again. Now you say, Keith, how in the world's that going to happen? 
I don't know and I don't care. I know that he formed me in my mother's womb and I, even though I was there, I don't remember exactly how it happened like Forrest Gump said. But I do know this, the God that created the universe can put me back together again and he's going to heal all my diseases. That's what he does. And I'm going to tell you what, when the Lord Jesus Christ come, he healed the worst disease there's ever been in the history of the world. It's called that disease of sin. And he heals it. That's what he does. He redeems our life from destruction. How many of us were walking down a path of destruction? He crowns us with loving kindness. He satisfies our mouths with good things so that thy youth is renewed. He executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Listen, he didn't stand far off, but he made his ways known unto Moses. <laughs> he revealed himself to us. His acts unto the children of Israel. He's merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. That's what God does. Listen, for as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. If you're here this morning and you've done terrible things in your past, I want you to know you can leave forgiven and you can leave clean. You can leave as if that thing never happened because the Bible says if any man's in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. How far does he remove my sins, your sins from us? As far as the east is from the west. Well, I want you to know Gail's going to Israel. I don't know if she's going east or west. You can go about either way. But I want you to know one thing. If I take off from here and I sit in where the sun come up this morning and I walk east, I can walk and I can walk and I can circumnavigate the globe an infinite number of times and I'll never start going west. I can take off and go west that way and I'll never, ever, ever. One person goes east. One person goes west. They'll never meet. God says I'm separating your sin an infinite, infinite, Find infinite <laughs> distance from you so far that no matter what, they'll never, ever, ever be remembered again. That's what God does. I'm thankful for the joy that Jesus brings that's not dependent upon the circumstances of life. Listen, if your goal in life is to be happy, stop because you're going to fail. But we can have joy in the midst of the trials when we've got Jesus I'm thankful for the food we eat, the family that I have. And I hope this week as you stop and you think that you can be thankful for what God does, no matter what is going on presently in your life at this moment. I'm going to tell you what. The Bible says the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Aren't you grateful this morning? He's plenteous in mercy. Church, God's blessed us. No matter where we are, we can be thankful for that. Listen to this. As the world looks upon me, as I struggle alone, they say I have nothing, but they are so wrong. In my heart I'm rejoicing, how I wish they could see. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for your blessing.
We can thank him this morning for what he does. But remember, I said I was going to share three reasons this morning. And number three is this. We can thank him this morning for where he dwells. Look what the Bible says there in verse 19. I'm not going to read it. I know we're short on time, but listen what it says. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. We can be thankful this morning. Now, church, I want to share something with you. 
you turn on the news and you watch that thing for just a little bit and you'll get to thinking that things are so chaotic there's no hope. <laughs> I want to share something with you this morning. You turn over there to the book of Revelations. I'm not going to do a sermon on that book, but what it says is God's on the throne and He's in control. Hey, listen, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life or even in the world right now. They could amass all the nuclear weapons on the face of the earth and with a... Of his breath, God could defeat every one of them. Listen, I want to share something with you this morning. He's on the throne. He's on the throne of the universe that he created. He's on the throne and ruling in the church that he died for. And for those that believe this morning, he's on the throne of our hearts. The Bible says something like this. God dwells in eternity and in the hearts of those with a contrite spirit. We can be thankful this morning that God Almighty's on the throne. Listen, it may seem this morning to you, based on your experience, that there's nothing else God can do to fix the circumstances that's going on in your life. Let me share something with you, though. The Bible says that one day they marched a man named Jesus up a hill. Paul wrote about that, and here's the words that he used, and I'm going to paraphrase, but I believe I'll get it pretty close to right, preacher. He said something like this. For we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they knew it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. What's that say to me? That said, when the devil thought that he'd won that thing, and he thought there's nothing else God could do, and he thought that the Son of God was in that grave and they'd sealed that thing with a rock and it was not going to come open, that he was playing right into God's hands. He wasn't nothing but a puppet on the string. Now, I want to tell you something. You may have enemies this morning, whether that enemy's a person, whether that enemy's a situation, whether that enemy's a disease. It could be the greatest, most powerful government in all the world. But if you're a child of God, he said, you're going to get you safely home. And if they're trying to destroy you, they're nothing but puppets on the string of God that he's using to make you into the person that he wants you to be. For we know that all things... The the good, the bad, and the ugly work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose for whom He did foreknow, them also He did predestinate to be conformed into the image of His Son that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. God's working every situation out in your life to make you look and act like Jesus. Why? Because He's on the throne. And the more little Jesuses He can look at, the more glorified He'll be. And that's what He's working all things out to do. Why? Because He is on the throne. He's in control. And we can be thankful for that this morning. Listen to this. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown.
Terry, you stay up here. Church, you just stay standing. The Bible gives us at least, and there's many more, three reasons why regardless of what's going on in our lives today, we can be thankful. We can thank Him for who He is. We can thank Him for what He does. And church, we can thank Him for where He dwells. I want to say something else this morning. I've shared the gospel this morning a couple of different ways, I guess. If you're here this morning and you've never received Christ by faith, and remember what I've said, I've been saying it recently, our actions are a better indicator of what we really believe than what we say. If you've never received Christ in faith and let Him transform your life, then today would be a good day to show Him thanks for dying on the cross, and you do that today. You say, Preacher, how do I do it? You simply say, God, I can't live this life on my own. Come live your life through me. I'm placing all my faith, all my trust, all my hopes, everything I am, everything I ever hope to be in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now help me live for you from this day forward. Something like that. You do that with all your heart, and he'll save you today. Christian, if you've not yet come to this, come to this altar and give thanks to God, I believe now would be a good time because the Bible says, let everything that hath breath, what? Praise the Lord. And if you're here this morning and you've not done that, I'm giving you one more opportunity. You've got breath, so praise ye the Lord. Terry, I'm going to ask you to do something a little different this morning. Josh, you keep that off the screen. I want to sing How Great Thou Art. We've been talking about God this morning. I believe that's the greatest song we could ever sing. That'll be our invitation song, How Great uh, Thou Art. And we can express that in our thanksgiving, just how great we really think God is. Terry, you go ahead and listen.
My prayer is like Elijah. You'll take this spiritual food and go in the strength of it. And we'll praise God, not only this week, but from this day forward so that the world will see that we really mean what we say we believe. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And God, we want to just sing your praises today, but not just today. Lord, we want to sing them every day and be a people of gratitude and thankfulness and let you and you alone be the object of that thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen.